Welcome to Throwing a Beer. This is Mark. And Michelle. And this is our Season 8, Episode 2 recap, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. And we will start with the opening, which really, not much different than last week. Starts up at last hearth, works its way down through the Crypts of Winterfell. And, of course, I kind of noticed the um, the moat around with all the fire in it is now. There? Yeah. yeah, and um, I think that's going to serve kind of a dual purpose. They're not only going to use it for the whites, but they're also going to throw their dead in there yep. to keep them from returning. Yep. So Looks I think like that's going to come into play. It would be a good idea, yeah. <clears throat> and then it moves on down, and of course back in goes to King's Landing, which I'm pretty sure we won't see again this week coming we up do, in, in episode three. End. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned the fact that they are showing the scorpion and the dragon, mm-hmm. and that's going to come into play somehow. Still, yeah, and I think you may be right in your theory that the Night King... Well, it's not my theory. I think well, we'll get to that uh, later yeah. when we get to our kind of discussion of that. So let's just stick to this episode for now. But, yeah, I think that it, it will come into play. All right, and this one starts with Jamie on trial. We want to call it, I don't, can't really call it a trial, because I don't think they were really putting him on trial for one thing in particular. Yeah, they're questioning his motive. Right. Yeah, that, that's more like it. You know, Danny talking about her and her brother Viserys talk, discussing what they would do to the man who had killed their father. But he doesn't feel or look like he feels any guilt towards his actions. No, and she, he mentions he doesn't. He does uh, to other people, but at that well, point, no, he doesn't. No, yeah. I mean, he uh, tells them we were at war. No, that's know. what he told Sansa well, with hers. Yeah. Right, but that was also referring to everything. I mean, you know, Danny brings up the fact that, you know, your sister promised an army, and I only see one man with one hand. <laughs> that's pretty low, though. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and then Jamie says, well, you know, she really had no intention of sending an army. No. And, you know, so, you know, Danny's like, well, she betrayed me. And he said, well, me too. I mean. And she did. Yeah. She betrayed everyone. And he told told her that, you know, she sent Euron with his ships and to go get the gold company. Yeah. So when the fighting's done north, the... Come they'll come and fight and kill survivors. anyone who's left. And, you know, and Jamie mentions the fact that, you know, we, um, he's fighting for we, and well, Danny says we, and he says, yeah, I plan on fighting for the living. Yeah, I intend to keep my promise. Yeah. yeah, Danny questions his whole saying we, with, you know, meaning everybody in Winterfell at that point, and you know, and then Sansa says really that we can't trust him when Daenerys asks her what she thinks because, you know, he attacked their father, you know, in what in King's Landing in the streets and he said I did what I had to do for my family. And of course, you know, he mentions that, you know, we were at war and I was protecting everything, but at that point they weren't really at war with the Starks. No, they weren't at war. He was protecting his family from what Ned was doing, trying to bring out, you know, Robert's bastards right. and protect them to be their true heirs and to show that 
Jamie's kids were actually the bastards. Cersei's children right. were the true bastards. Right. You know, and then you know, he looks over and Bran Bran says the things we do for love. <laughs> and Jamie's like, oh, oh shit. Uh, he does remember. But that's all Bran says. You know, yeah. nobody else understands <laughs> what he's meaning. He Everybody not. just kind of looks at Bran like, whatever. Yeah, he doesn't throw him under the bus. Whatever the fuck, you know, <laughs> comes out of his mouth, it's okay, I guess. And then Bran steps up. And, of course, she's mainly talking to Sansa at this point, saying that, you know, you wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for him because he armed and armored me to come protect you to because he'd also given an oath to Catelyn. And that to, actually moves her. Yes, and so Sansa just kind of looks at Bran and says, well, if you trust him, then I guess we should let him stay. Mm-hmm. Of course, Danny's not too happy, <laughs> of course, but then she looks over and says, you know, what about you, Warden of the North? And, of course, John just... And, of course, John's kind of cold towards her most of this episode. And, I mean, he's yeah. kind of keeping his distance, but he just says, we need every man we can get. I think he's still in shock for... Finding out who he really is. Yes, and and I know that that is what it you know comes down to, and of course you know Danny's not too thrilled about the whole thing, and you see her and Tyrion walking out with Varys and Jorah behind him, and you know if you can't take me to the throne back, then I'll find a hand who can, because she kind of blames him for trusting Cersei when well, she trusted her too. Right. Well, she's just humanitarian, period. Yeah. Well, yeah. From the States. Because he thinks, that, yeah. And so Tyrion just looks back at them and says, well, I guess one of you two should be prepared to be the hand next. But, you know, we know, well, hopefully it doesn't come down to that. And then the next scene, we go down in the forge, and Gendry's down there making all the weapons, and, you know, out of the dragon glass. And, of course, Arya wants to know about her weapon. He's really not extremely concerned about her weapon no, at this point. <laughs> he's too busy making all these other weapons. Yeah, but yeah, at this point, he just says, well, you know, it'd be safer in the crypts. Oh. And she just kind of looks at him, well, you're a fighter, aren't you? And, you know, he says, yeah. And so she kind of questions about fighting the whites and what they're like and smell like and, you know, walk and, you know, just wants all the information she can on them. And so they step over, and there's some arrowheads there while they're talking. She slowly kind of picks them up, throws one into some wood, grabs another one, and, you know, she's talking about death. And she, after, you know, he tells her that they they are death. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, I know death. He has many faces, and I look forward to seeing this one. Mm-hmm. After tossing three arrowheads next to each other into this wood, and Gendry, you know, she so she asked him again about her weapon. I'll get right on it. Yeah, he's quite impressed. <laughs> yeah, at that point, yeah, he he's ready to start making that weapon now. And he kind of has an idea what she can do with it. And then we go to the Weirwood. And Bran just sitting out there by himself. <laughs> which is normal. <laughs> and, um, yeah, <laughs> which is kind of normal. He said, he's not touching it and reading it. I don't know what he's just staring at it for, but of course he's going to use that later to, where he's going to entice the Night King to come after him. But we'll get to that when we get to the war council there. Um, Jamie shows up and tells Bran he's sorry for what he did. Yeah. And, you know. And he actually seems, you know, sincere. Yeah. He says, well, you weren't then. 
And Jamie says, well, I'm not that person anymore. And Bran tells him, well, you would be if you hadn't pushed me out that window. Yeah. You know, he said, then again, I would be Brandon Stark. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. And Jamie just looks at him, you're not? (laughs) You know? Um, And he says, well, why didn't you tell them? And, you know, what had happened? And Bran says, well, you wouldn't be able to help us if um, I'd let them murder you. Yeah. And, you know, and of course... Then Jamie's like, well, what about after? And Brian's like, how do you know there's, there's an after? after. Yep. <laughs> kind of ominous. Which, that look on his, um, on Jamie's face as like, oh, I kind of never thought of that yeah. kind of look. You know, they're kind of expecting to pull through this, which we hope they do, but we know they're not all going to. Well, he only saw one. He didn't see hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah. And then we go to Tyrion and Jamie in the courtyard. And Tyrion asks about the baby, whether Cersei's really pregnant or not, because he's starting to doubt it. But Jamie, Jamie's convinced. And he's pretty sure that she really is. And, you know, then they mention, well, we're going to die at Winterfell. <laughs> and, of course, Tyrion has to bring out <laughs> his <laughs> how old. He really wanted to yeah, die. The, 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 he's mentioned it before. How he really wants to die in his own bed at eighty, with a belly full of wine and a girl's cock or mouth around his cock. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but he's mentioned that several times. So right. That's... And he talks about how Cersei wants to, you know, has always wanted to kill him and tear him apart. And he says, "Well, maybe when this is all over." <laughs> I'll, you know, when I'm dead, maybe I'll march down to King's Landing and tear, tear her, her apart. apart. <laughs> Which is a really good line. Yeah. And by that time, though, Jamie's not even paying attention. No, he's Jamie's looking out at Brienne. Yes, he's watching Brienne, and who's overseeing the troops training. And we got Pod out there doing some training. Yes. He's learned some stuff over the few yes. last few years. Because she's been training him. Yes, he's training the new fighters and kicking some ass. He yeah. just kind of. Parlaying with him, and you well, know, he's helping just... train. It looks like, in a way, so yeah, probably... kind of like when he was learning, yeah, like, you know, like when they were smart. well, and you know, so many of these people have never fought. They're farmers, and yep, and I mean, kind of mentioned they have, yeah, that comes up later yeah. with Davos because these people have no formal training. They're farmers. They've been fighting the winter. They've not been yeah. fighting people. Right, grown food, and yeah, like you said, fighting the winter coming. So. You know, then Jamie, well, of course she asks why he isn't making fun of her or picking on her like he always does. Always. <laughs> Insulting know. her at all times. Yes. And he, you know, learns that she is commanding the left flank. And he says that he's not the fighter he used to be, but he'd be honored to fight by her side. Or under her command, as, as he put it, if right. she would have him. At this point, she just kind of walks off. She doesn't really say yes or no, but... Yeah, because she just... I don't know. She's just so surprised by how much he's changing. Right, and that he's there on his own. He's there. He showed up, and he's willing to die with everybody else, but what else does he have to live for, really? Yeah. And then we see Jorah and Danny discussing kind of... Tyrion, you know, he's mentioned that 
at one point he really kind of hated Tyrion when he after he kidnapped him. He said yeah. that then he learned that because his it, mouth was, never stopped. Yeah, <laughs> and he was you know pretty heartbroken over the fact that Tyrion became the hand. Right. And he didn't, but he thinks that she made the right choice because of his mind. And Danny mentions that he's made many mistakes, and Jorah's like, well, we all have. Mm-hmm. He says, but he, you know, he's pretty much owned up to all his mistakes. And he's learning from his and, mistakes. Yes, and learning from his mistakes. And mentions, if there's one more thing I might suggest, and then we see Jan Royce and Sansa talking, talking I'm sure yeah. discussing battle plans, and, or, or even you know, just well, feeding everybody. At first, it, you could tell they were talking about how long to keep the gates open right. for stragglers yeah. coming in. And you could tell that she's being a good leader because she's wanting to get as many stragglers in their walls as possible yeah. before it gets to be too late. They're going to need them all. Yep. And then Danny enters, asking to speak to Sansa alone. With her just very dismissive tone. Yeah. And so Jan Royce leaves, and Sansa's in this badass black outfit with these <laughs> chains. It looks, it, it looks kind of Cersei-like. Yes, it does. You know, I mean, and she has kind of... Gain that attitude. Yeah, but she's sense. not insane. And... No, she's not insane, <laughs> but she is almost as curt, brutal. <laughs> I don't know about brutal, but. Yeah. Somewhat condescending, nice. but more towards Danny than anyone else. Yeah, she doesn't respect her because still, it no. seems like Danny. Is I, I think she respects her, but she ain't going to give her the queen title. Right. You know. She isn't. Gonna, she's not going to bend the knee. <laughs> she has no need for that. She's bent to everyone else. She's done bending. Yes, and then she also stands up for Tyrion at that point. After Danny kind of mentions his intelligence, and she, mm-hmm. you know, says that he always treated her well, and um, then they, um, well, talk about. Danny brings up things that they have in common, being strong women and women leaders, and and damn good ones. Which, yes, yeah. How does anybody know that? <laughs> right. And then Sansa says that men do stupid things for women. Mm-hmm. And then Danny says, "Well, yeah, but I am, I'm up here fighting John's war. You know, I love your brother, and she's only known one thing, but." taking over the throne, but she is there to fight John's war, yeah. so only who manipulated who? True, but the only problem is, is John is right. This is not just one person's war. No. So this isn't John's war. This is everyone's yes, war. Yes, it's the living's war. And, you know, Sansa wants to know what happens afterwards then. And, you know, Danny says, well, I'll take the throne. And Sansa's like, no, what about the north? And you, her face changes. Yeah, and Danny kind of releases her hand because at one point she reached over and touched Sansa's mm-hmm. hand, trying to bring some warmth through the whole thing. You see Danny smile throughout the whole thing, but that just totally changes her attitude. Sansa says, "No, we want to be, you know, our own. We're not going to bend the knee. Nope. You know, we don't we need to." We took it back. We swore we, we'd never bend the knee again. Yes. And then they get interrupted, which is a good thing. Theon shows up. Oh my goodness, the Ice Queen melted for about 30 seconds. Yep. Well, first, you know, he tells Danny, you know, Danny asks about where Yara is. He says she went back to take the Iron Islands for you. 
And then he looks at Sansa and <clears throat> says he wants to fight for Winterfell if you'll have me. And then she kind of lets loose, cries, and gives him a big old hug. <laughs> wow. Danny looks at her like, oh my God, she has feelings. Yes. <laughs> it was very, kind of a moving moment, you know, because you didn't expect that much of a, you know, I mean, it was a bigger, more emotional reunion than any of them we've seen amongst the Starks or yep. anything. It was kind of a surprise. And then we jumped to Davos handing out soup. Yeah, which is... To the... You know, the farmers or the laymen that we now talked about the, earlier. The troops now. You know, we're saying, we're not fighters. I, we don't know. Davos is like, well, neither was I, but I've survived two battles. And, yeah. you know, he said, just the armory's over there. They'll, they'll outfit you and everything. Yeah. And then a little girl shows up. She's wanting to fight. And she reminds you so much. In a way. Yes, they made her look a little like Shireen. Well, and I don't think it's grayscale. It looks more like a burn. A burn. It does yeah, look like Because it looks a lot like the hound's face. Yeah. But it's on the same side, I believe. Actually, I think it's on No, the I think it is on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. But, but she has got a strong little character. Yes, she wants to be a fighter because her brothers were. And <laughs> she says, you know, I'll be tough or whatever. And he's like, I'm sure you will. But then Gilly shows up and, and talks, saves the day. And, yeah, <laughs> saves the day by talking the little girl into going into the crypts to help protect her and her son. Yeah. And she's like, "All right, I'll be in the crypts to protect them." And that's then we see her. Then the horn blows. We see a few wildlings, and then Dollar Said shows up, gives Sam a big old hug, and John's walking over to meet him. And next thing you know, he gets blindsided. By Tormund, my little crow. (laughs) (laughs) He has his own crow. (laughs) Yep, he calls John his little crow. And then Beric's there, too. Just kind of, him and John just have a, kind of a handshake. Yeah. You know, I mean, but they've never, you know, been that close anyway. They just went up north together to get the, the white. Yeah, there's plenty of other people, too. Yeah. And they ask about... You know, last heart than the umbers. John does, and Beric just says they're fighting for the Night King now. Yeah. yeah. And then he asks how long, and Tormund says, "Well," or then they say till like tomorrow morning. Yeah. And then you see Tormund's face. Is the big woman still here? <laughs> <laughs> Tormund's really great in this episode. Well, you know, yeah, he's quite hilarious. Every episode. Yep. He's insane. And then we get kind of a. Moment of exposition, which we don't usually get. John talking about, you know, the weaponry they're making, the enemy that's coming. Never rests. Never, yep. Doesn't sleep, never rests. It doesn't die. Nope. And then we have a war council. And we have all of our main players there. At least everybody that's in the north. We have two Targaryens, John and Danny. We got some pairs here. Yeah. And I'll get into those later. Also, but then we got Arya and Sansa the Starks, because is Bran really a Stark now? He says no. And then Jamie and Tyrion, we got the Lannisters. So then we also have Alice Carr Stark, Tormund, Brienne, Davos, Barrick, Bran, Theon, Sam, Jorah, Jan Royce, and Lyanna Mormont. So we do have two Mormonts there. And then we got people, you know, that are leading Danny's armies. We got Quono, I believe, who was the. Dothraki yep. lieutenant, yep. and then Grey Worm, 
And then we have Varys. Yes. Who hasn't really spoken much this season yet. Well, that whole... Anytime you saw him, he was just nodding his head or just there for... Right. You know? Yeah. To be part of the council. Most of the time, just to nod his head, but... Yeah. And I wonder if that little girl is maybe one of... With the burnt face is one of his little birds. (laughs) Or his ex-birds. Yeah. Because now they're all... uh, Kyburn's birds. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think Varys still has his birds, oh, sure too. You know? And then with Bran, he, you know, they're discussing how to go for a tag, but Bran says, well, he'll come after me. And, you know, as he has many other three-eyed ravens. Of course, Sam's like, what the hell are you talking about? And, you know, they're all like, well, how do you know he's going to come after you? He says, well, I have his mark. He always knows where to find me. And um, so Bran pretty much well, offers has, himself up for bait. Yeah, he has all the memories of humanity. So once the yep. the memories of humanity yeah, are gone, then... Sam asks, you know, well, what does he want? He mm, says he wants sad. permanent night, yep. pretty much. He says, you know, he wipes out, you know, all the memory which Bran carries, pretty much wipes out humanity and no better than animals at that point. Yeah. You know, because he will also take many people with him. So, not good, but yeah. So, at that point, you know, it's like, well, who's going to watch Bran? Theon steps up and says, I will, along with the Ironborn. And then they're talking about, you know, the dragons, you know, wiping out the rest of it. And John's like, no, they're going to have to keep, you know, stay there with Bran, but far enough away that they don't, you know, keep the Night King from showing up. Right, because they think he's going to... They'll come, kind of flank it all. Yeah, come in directly, but I don't think he is. Yeah, and then they ask if Dragonfire will stop him, and Bran says, don't know. <laughs> so it's one thing he doesn't know, yeah, because nobody's, nobody's ever tried. I haven't had dragons around at those moments. Yes. And then we get another Tormund moment. He says, well, we're all going to die, but at least we're going to die together <laughs> while he looks over at Brienne. <laughs> Poor woman. <laughs> yep. And then everybody leaves except for Bran sitting there, and Tyrion just goes over and says, Well, you've had a strange journey. And Bran says, Stranger Stranger than than most. most. And Tyrion's like, Well, you know, tell me about it. And he's like, Well, it's a long story. He goes, Well, we're stuck in a cold castle, and, you know. In the middle of winter. In the middle of winter. uh, (laughs) No place to go. So. I'd like to know what that story was. Yeah. Well, how much Tyrion has learned. Yeah. Because there's something to that. Mm-hmm. Because Tyrion's intelligence gets brought up a lot. Mm-hmm. And he mentions the fact that he wants to go up and help signal. And Danny's like, no, you'll be in the crypts. Of course, the crypts, being in the crypts gets mentioned several times as being so safe. So you know that's not going to be no. safe. No. And then there's mentions of other people going down there that don't work. They don't actually mention safety, but you know that's what they're getting at, that you need to stay down there well, and be they, safe. Well, they keep naming the women and the children, so right. you assume that it, that's for safety, because yeah. it's, you know, underground. But it's a crap! There's dead people! <laughs> and there's only one in and one out, I yeah. believe, as far as we know. But there's many, what, levels to it. Yeah, sure. And then we, and then we go over to Grey Worm, kind of overseeing his troops and making sure they're getting ready in the Sandy comes through and avoided by one guy and then she tries talking to a couple little girls who just grab their pick up their food and walk off and go away from her and 
Grey Worm kind of steps over and says, you know, pretty much when this war is over, you know, I'm going to fight for my queen and everything until she wins this war. And they're done. And he says, when it's over, do you want to grow old in this place? And, of course, she really doesn't. So he kind of asks her, where's like Bill? And she says, Noth, back home. She wants to see the beaches. Yeah. And she says, but, you know, he says, I'll take you there. She says, but my people are peaceful. And Grey Worm says, mine aren't. We'll protect, you know, they can't protect themselves, but Grey Worm says, mine aren't. We'll protect you. <laughs> so I'd assume he plans on taking some of the unsullied with him. Probably anybody that's just done with it. Yeah. You know. Right, because they are free. free. And they've never been free before. But, but they, know. I mean, technically they are free now. Right. They are fighting for her. You know, and then we go up and we see Sam and John having a little discussion up on the ramparts. Ghost. And we got ghosts <laughs> in the background who looks more like a white German shepherd than a dire wolf. They're not very big. <laughs> he looks a little on the normal size. <laughs> yep. And then Ed walks up and pretty much says, Now our watch begins. Yeah. You know, back to the old crow mentality. Yeah. You know, and then um, Sam kind of starts mentioning everything that he's done, his accomplishments, <laughs> killing a White Walker, killing Fens, <laughs> and of course Ed says, A Finn, <laughs> you know, and then being with Gilly and... um Ed, you know, <laughs> he's so Sam says, you know, that's why you need me up here. And Ed's like, oh, that, we really are fucked. And Sam <laughs> says, well, technically, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that actually gets John to actually laugh a little bit. Because he knows he's gone against I mean, his vows, and uh, so did Sam. No and... dire John, no emo John at that point. He I actually know. laughs. Yeah, Ed, the only one who's not been fucked. <laughs> And um, so Ed says, you know, something about Sam being the slayer of white walkers and the lover of ladies. He says, that's how you know that the world really is coming to an end. Yep. And then we have a wonderful scene in the Great Hall, which we'll kind of go in and out of. It starts off with Tyrion and Jamie. Mm -hmm. You know, Jamie was the golden lion, and Tyrion was the drunken whoremonger. And talking about Tyrion says, it was so simple. Then Jamie says, no, it wasn't so simple. I was fucking my sister. And, you know, the only friend you have was me, who was fucking his sister. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it really wasn't that simple. <laughs> but yeah. it might have been a little more simple than now. Than what's going on now, but definitely. It was, it was still complicated. Yeah. Well, but before the whole... John Aaron and oh, I know. That's that started, started the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, that started it all. And then Brian and Pod come in. Because they're just trying to get warm. Yes. And of course Tyrion asks offers wine. And Pod you know, oh, he's yeah. all for it. And Brian's like, no. And then she's like, Alright, half a cup. And then you see Tyrion overfilling Pod's cup. <laughs> And then that Davos. Look of glee on his oh yeah, face no, he, he was overfilled yeah. completely, like he was a naughty little Davos boy. Davos like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then Davos entered, just saying, "No, I don't want no wine now. I'm just here to get warm." And then he's followed by Tormund, who is staring down Brienne. <laughs> and then he's looking at his competition. Yep. Which and, is Jamie. And he looks over at Jamie and says, So they call you King Killer. And Jamie's like, I'm sure someone does. <laughs> he does not know what to do with Tormund. No. I mean, everybody else calls him King Slayer, but you know, hey, 
Tormund call him King Killer, I guess. And then Tormund goes into the story of how he earned his nickname, Giant's Bane. And still, Jamie's looking at him like, what the hell do I do? <laughs> I think they're all like, well, what the fuck? When he says, I killed a giant at 10, crawled into bed with his wife, and suckled at her tit for three months because she thought he was a baby. <laughs> and then I think Davos had had just about enough of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think. And then he yeah. drink. Well, well, no, he, he, it was when Tormund starts drinking his sour oh, goat's right. milk out of his horn, and it's just all running down his fucking beard all over, and Davos is like, yeah, I think I'll take that drink now. <laughs> yeah, I think he needed it by then. He might have, should have started before then. Yeah. But, yeah, at that point, he's like, yeah, I think I'll take that now. And then we go up to the rampart area, and we see the hound sitting by himself, and then Arya comes and sits next to him. He hands her a drink, and, you know, he she just sits there. And he's like, you know, what's wrong with you? You used to never shut up. And now you're sitting there like a mute. And she goes, well, you know, I've changed, you know, pretty much. And um, she asks him what he's doing there. And he says, well, what do you think? I'm just going to know. Here, you know, you're here with the Brotherhood. You went beyond the wall with John. Why? You know, when was the last time you fought for anyone but yourself? And, of course, you know, that kind of stings him, I'm sure. And he's like, I fought for you, didn't I? You know, you know what the hell can she say to that? Because she knows it's true. Yeah, because she thought he was being so selfish the whole time, but right. not really. He no. saved a Well, he know, saved Sansa he from saved being raped, and he saved her. her I think he, at least when it comes to women, he does have a sense of honor and duty. And he felt, which she doesn't know this, but he felt horrible about the father and the daughter that well, yeah. died. You know? Yeah. So he'd but, done a lot of changing, too. You know, I, I know he was trying to sell her off to her family, but he did protect her. Even after, you know, he knew they were all dead. Yeah. He still did fight for her. I mean, that's why he fought Brienne, technically, was for Arya. Yeah. You know, one way or the other. He really didn't know who she was. No. And he'd know, he knew that he'd been protecting Arya that whole time. So... You know, and then Beric shows up, and the hounds pretty much, you know, oh, fuck, you know, what are you doing here? We don't need none of your sermons. He didn't want one. You know, Thor- Thoros isn't here anymore. Well, first he also asked if um, Beric's on Arya's list, and she says he was for a while. You know, and, but yeah, then he says, you know, Thoros ain't here anymore, you know, to save you, you know, and he's already saved you 19 times, but he ain't going to save you after I throw you off this fucking wall here. He ain't here to bring you back. And He's going to wonder why he saved him all those yeah, times. Although, yeah, the be... Lord of Light's going to wonder yeah. why he saved you 19 times when I just throw you off this fucking wall. And you die. <laughs> and you die. And then Arya stands up, and I was like, where are you going? She goes, well, I'm not spending my final hours with you two miserable old shits. <laughs> and so she gets up. You see her down, I'm not sure if it's a crypt or if it's, you know, down in the weaponry, armory, or whatever, but she's, you know, target practicing. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it might be too far from the ar- from where he's doing... Yeah, where Gendry's at. Making weapons. Yeah, she's, you know, hitting the bullseye every time. You see Gendry kind of watching her, and so he steps up, and Arya's like, well, um, do you have my weapon? And he does. Mm-hmm. It's a two-ended staff with 
I don't know if the connections there were disconnects actually in the middle. It kind of looks like because there's a black area in the middle, so that's probably where it separates right. instead of just the tip, which it kind of looked like in the yeah, actual drawing. You couldn't necessarily tell where it, but I would say she needed enough room from the tip to take them apart. Right. To use the other to, half. And use them separate if right. need be. And both ends have you know and dragon glass head on them and so she she starts asking him about the red woman and you know why she wanted you and she tells her that you know he's robert's bastard which i think really surprised her and yeah well, it did kind of take her by surprise and starts saying that she put leeches on him because she wanted his blood and then Ari asks, well, you know, well, was that your first time? And he says, well, yeah, I've never had leeches put on me before. She's like, no, with a woman. He's like, well, uh, you know, how many other times? And he's like, well, I don't know. I don't count. She goes, yes, you do. And he said, comes up with three. So he doesn't fit that Baratheon thing of having a different whore every night, not, but not knowing his way around a woman. He, you know, he'd only been with three. So Ari is like, well... You know, I want to know it's like yeah. pretty much in case we die. So we get the awkward scene of Arya getting naked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all know that she's 22, but we've been watching her since she was about 11. Yeah. And it was very awkward. <laughs> you know, but she is in control of this scene too, like she is anything else. She yeah. does take control of it. She pushes him down, you know, well, starts kissing him, then shoves him down and starts taking her clothes off and tells him to take his own damn pants off because she's not the red woman. <laughs> and so then you see the scars on Arya, and he's starting to realize that she's been through a lot more shit than he realized. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure he's happy that he made her the weapon. And then we go back to the Great Hall, and then Tyrion's mentioned how they've pretty much everybody there has fought the Starks one time or another, and now we are defending Winterfell. <laughs> yeah. So we're all defending Winterfell now. And then you know, Brienne's like, well, at least we'll die with honor. And Tyrion's like, well, I think we'll survive. So at least there's some optimism somewhere, you know? Yeah. So hopefully Tyrion does survive. <laughs> but, um, and then, of course, Tyrion ends up saying Lady Brienne, and Tormund's like, lady, you're not a knight? You're not a sir. You know, yeah. And she's like, no. And he's like, why not? She's, because of tradition, you know, pretty much a woman can't be one. And Tormund's like, fuck tradition. Yep. If I was a king, I'd knight you ten times. Over. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure he meant something else. Yes, <laughs> well, I'm sure he did. But I think he would make her a knight also. Oh, yeah, he would. But then Jim, Jamie's like, well, you don't need a king. Any knight can knight another person. So he asks, gets up, and has her kneel. Yeah. You know, at first she's kind of taken back. She gets, she looks at Pod she, and kind of gets confirmation. Yes. And, you know, of course, Pod nods. You know, he knows that this is what she wants more than yeah. anything. And I'm sure it's also a confirmation of maybe whether that, that technically is true, that you don't need a king. And another knight can do it. Because I'm sure Pod would probably know having been a squire. Well, he had learned so much because Tyrion had made him Well, learn true. Quite Tyrion, a bit. Yes, Tyrion. Now, of course, you don't see a whole lot of that in the show, but we do you know saw that, that he was, yeah. Previous seasons. You know, wanted him to, you know, learn. 
And of course, Jamie's like, you know, in the name of the warrior, you know, I charge you to be brave. And the father, I charge you to be just. And then in the mother, to defend the innocent. Of course, you know, with Jamie coming from Jamie, um, he's different personality. You know, I mean, defending the innocent when he shoved an innocent kid out a window. <laughs> yeah, well, he wasn't being very knightly that day. True. Yeah, he's just you know, fucking his but sister. Then he says, "Arise, Brienne of Tarth, the knight of the seven kingdoms." Then Tormund starts the clapping, and Tyrion makes it official toaster and says, "To Sir Brienne, knight of the seven kingdoms." Well, Brienne of Tarth. The Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. And they look at Pod, and Pod looks like a proud father. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he looks so proud. Yeah, he is quite happy. And she finally got what she wants, which is also a bad sign, I think. You think so? It's possible yeah. that that could be a bad sign. And the next scene, we got Jorah and Liana out. Yeah, I don't know if it's really an argument or not, but he wants her to go to the crypt. <laughs> because she's a child. Right, to be safe. And she's like, uh, and he's like, well, you know, you're the future of our house. And she's like, no, I am fighting. You know, I mean, what? I'm sure by now she's 12, because I think when the first time we really saw her, she was like around 10. Yeah, I pretty much mentioned. So, you know, it's been a while. But yeah, she's, she's standing up. And she's like, no, I will be fighting. And she says, I wish you good fortune, cousin. cousin. And then Sam shows up, and so she kind of goes off, and Sam offers up Heartsbane to Jorah, saying, you know, that Jorah's like, well, this is your family sword. He goes, yeah, but your father taught me how to be a man. And he can't lift the sword anyway. And, well, yeah, he says, and, you know, I can't really hold it upright. So he said, I'd be honored if you would take this in honor <laughs> his he father's memory. His father <laughs> yes, so much. he really did. Yeah. And then Sam says, "You know, I'll see you when it's through." And as he had walked off, he stops and says, "I hope we win." Yeah, mm-hmm. let's hope so. And then we go back to the great hall, and of course, you know, Jamie's like, "Well, we better get some rest." And Davos says, "We're out of wine." Tyrion's like, "No, no, let's stay a while longer." You know, I mean, he's he's the party animal. Yes, he I, I guess you could say that. And yes. then. He says, well, what about a song? And, of course, it goes through, and Davos is like, oh, no, you'll wish for a quick death. And it goes through, and Tormund just shakes his head and grunts. And Brienne just... Yeah, Brienne's like, no. And then all of a sudden, Pod starts singing. Mm-hmm. Singing about Jenny, which... That, of Old Town. Of Old Town, which like. is more book lore than it has been for anything else. And whether it'll play into this, who knows. Yeah. That's possible. But there's no probably not too much of a need to get into the backstory of that. It may be just kind of a fan service for book readers. You know, I really know much, nothing about it, but you do, and I've heard it mentioned on some podcasts. Um, but during that whole song, one pod singing, we get some a montage of everybody yep. either preparing or... First, we get Sam and Gilly laying in bed with little Sam. Of course, Sam's wide awake. You know he wants to fight. Well, and Gilly. But he's, he really needs to stay down there and guard. Yeah, and Gilly's awake. And then we see Sansa and Theon having some dinner. And googly-eyed moments. Yeah, actually. I think it's googly-eyed I mean, uh, <laughs> and unfortunately, I don't think half of that group's going to live. But that could be a union she wouldn't have to be worried about being raped, you know, ever again by a husband. But you can also say that's probably really closer to the true love in some respects. Yes. At least, I mean, there is 
feelings there's there. There's an awful lot of feelings there. Yeah. And so then we got Arya and Gendry. Gendry's out, of course. Well, <laughs> but Arya's, Arya's wide awake. Well, her mind is probably oh, yeah, her mind's thinking of racing. What she can do. Yeah. She she's, she's ready for the battle thing. now. Yeah. yeah. And then Sandy and Grey Worm. They kiss. And, then he and you know that that's a bad sign. And yep. then, yeah, he gets in line with his soldiers and marches on out. Then we see Jorah on horseback, yeah. ready to fight. And then we go to the crypts for the big moment. And that's where the music and, and the John's song down stops. there. Yeah, yeah, that's where the, exactly. That's where the song stops. And yeah, we got John's down there in front of Liana, in front of her tomb. And then Danny shows up and. She asks who that is, and he says, you know, tells her it's Lyanna Stark. And she says, you know, she starts talking about her brother Rhaegar and how everyone told her how kind and decent he was, how he liked to sing and give money to poor children. And she says, and he raped her. And then John says, he didn't. And then tells her what really happened. And, of course... He tells her his true name, being Aegon. Yep. And she says, well, it's impossible. You After know. she... Could, well, she thinks it's can, impossible. You can visibly tell she's not happy. And no. it's not just, you know, oh my goodness, kind of shock. It's it's right. not happy at all. Yeah. And then she says, and, you know, who told you this? And he says, Bran and Sam. You know, Bran saw Sam. it and Sam had read about the marriage at the Citadel and she pretty much says, well, you just think it's kind of funny that only your brother and best friend know of this secret. Doesn't it seem a little strange to you? And she says, you know, if it is true, that would make you the last male heir. And now she points out, you know, does say male. And so he would have the birthright over her, technically. And, you know, you'd be the last male Heir and of a claim to the Iron Throne, and then we get the big horn, the main horn, which means that the dead have arrived. They see White Walker. Yeah, we see the White Walker generals. I counted eleven. I've heard other podcasts that said that they'd count eleven because it's really kind of hard to see. But if you pause it, you can kind of count the eleven that are laid out. And supposedly you said there were thirteen, but they were after that fourteenth. They're still after (laughs) Gilly's baby. Well, that's because two have been killed. (laughs) Right, and I've heard several podcasts mention all these theories about. You know, the the Night King actually went south on his dragon and took some with him to go ahead and attack King's Landing. It's possible, though. It's possible, but I'm just not buying it. And, and they're thinking that because you didn't see him there, but he's on the dragon. He ain't going to be on the fucking ground with the rest of the troops anyway. But he's not, but he's also not going to be first in battle. No. He always stays in no, he, He's closer he to controls, a Well, he I has mean, to control everybody's controls forward him, march. But, you know, he doesn't want... The, no. He knows what his you know, well, what odds his, are, too. Well, but he also knows his target. Yeah. You know, his brand. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm really buying into that theory. Well, I mean, it, it's not... I mean, it's, a, it's, it's plausible. It's not a, you know, it's very plausible, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and that's possible. I mean, if he is, I would assume that Braun, if he was headed north to do what he was supposed to do, it's might turn run. around and 
go back and say, hey, you know, they're heading here. But, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. So let's kind of get into our theories in this next episode coming up. We know it's going to be pretty much all battle. The yeah. largest battle scene ever filmed for movie, TV, anything. Yep. So we know there's going to be deaths. Yep. And, Obviously. You know, I've kind of made a list of all the related pairs that are in Winterfell. You know, we went over some of them I went over during the war cancel. We had John and Danny, the Targaryens, Arya and Sansa, the Starks. Jamie and Tyrion Lannisters and Jorah and Lyanna Mormonts. And then, you know, we also had solo people there for pretty much each group. You had the ones there fighting for Danny, you had Grey Worm, Quono, the Dorthraki, Varys, and then for the Starks you have Brienne, Jan Royce, Theon, and Alice Karstark was there in the War Council Council. And then there was Beric. For the living. <laughs> so he, he's actually got his own agenda here. I mean, he's there for the living. And then for John, we have Davos, Sam, and Tormund. And, of course, Ed. But he wasn't at the War he Council. Wasn't the War yeah, Council, I didn't see yeah. him there. I'd say that Sam's kind of doing the talking in a way for... Right. And then some other pairs that are actually at Winterfell, that, that half of them were at the War Council. We have Grey Worm and Masandi. They're a pair. Yeah. I mean, these, these aren't related pairs like the other ones I'd mentioned earlier. And then you've got Sam and Gilly. Right. And then you have Brienne and Pod. Right. But you also have okay. Sam and Ed, the last of the Night's Watch, because exactly. John's no longer mm. Night's Watch. He's you know? warden of the North. <laughs> yes, he's warden of the North, and <laughs> his watch was over when he was killed. So, yeah. you yeah, know. He was done with that. And then we have some other related pairs that aren't going to come into play, I don't think, this episode. But um, they're separated right now. You have actually, I think still, you technically have two Baratheons. You have Gendry, and Cersei's still technically a Baratheon. I know she goes under House Lannister. I know, but she is. But she is a Baratheon. She married one. She never and got And so I think, you know, with most of these, you're going to have uh-huh. half of them die at some point. Oh, good, then we can consider her the one that Yes, dies. and I, that's what I think is <laughs> going to happen. Then you have the Cleganes, you have the Hound yeah. and the Mountain. Yeah. Well, the Mountain's already dead. <laughs> yes, and then I think, I have a feeling Theon's going to die in this episode, so I think that's still going to leave us a pair of Greyjoys, Yara and Euron. And of course, we know which one we want to fucking die there. Yeah. But you know, a, the guy who's almost urine. You yeah, know, I we can just piss away his life. And, I still wonder if he's going to be the coward. Yeah. No, that's possible. Take his group and run. Yeah. Or try <laughs> fleeing back to the Iron Islands yeah. and, and get taking that. Killed. Yeah. You know. So do you have any death predictions for this episode? I came up with eight they're not all major characters, but um most of them were at the war council. Yeah, I really do think that Alice is probably going to die. Yeah, I, I I believe Alice will die. I mean, she's at the War Council. She doesn't have a single fucking word in this anything this year yet. No, you haven't heard her speak. She's young, inexperienced. Yeah, yeah. she'll she'll end up with little Ed um or Ed um. What was that number? Okay, yeah. Umber. Yeah, and Ned so. Umber. So who else do you think will... Yeah, um, I, I tend to wonder if Beric is actually going to make it through this one. Yeah, I don't think Beric will. I think this will. is going to be his last yeah. row. And I think he'll be fine with it, too. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I mean, he he's going to go out with a flaming sword. 
Yeah. Not Azura High, but his flaming sword. I really think Theon's probably going to bite it. Yeah, I think Theon will definitely be gone fighting for Bran. Depending upon the theories of what happens in the crypt, whether they're really going to rise those kings down in the crypt oh, or not, right. that could change everything for the but women and children in the crypt. Since it's so warm down there with everything else, could they rise and maybe fight for the living? I don't know. I don't know if they'd rise for the living, but no. I don't know. Yeah, it's so hard to say. Um, I'm wondering if maybe, actually, Jamie might. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say he, I think he's going to make it. You think he's going to make it this episode? Or? I think he gets to travel south. I still think it's going to be Arya traveling south with his face. I think, <laughs> I think he's going to die. <clears throat> I think he's gone. And I think Bran's going to be gone. I think those two are going to be gone. And her possibly gone protecting Pod. Or, you know, one of the Stark girls. Oh, and, Bran. And I think... I think Bran might... And then maybe Tormund actually might not make it. Yeah. Well, I've got Tormund surviving. Because he's the main wildling. I think Lyanna Mormont might go. Gilly is a wildling. Well, that's true. I didn't really think of that. She she is. I think um, we're going to lose a Mormont. Because I, I think Jorah's... I, you think Jorah... Well... I think Jorah's going to survive. I think yeah. something with Heart's Bane is yeah, going to have to come so into play. And it's going to be after this... I think it's going to be after this episode. If not, it's going to be at the end, and then maybe he goes. But I think... Like uh, Leanna. Yeah, everybody loves her. <laughs> I, mean, I know, but I think that I think she's going to be, be very upset with her dying, yeah. but I think she'll still die. Yeah, I think she'll go out in a hell of a fight. Mm-hmm. And then Grey Worm. I think he will. I think Grey Worm is going to die, too. He's ready to go to North and take my sandy you know it's not going to end well Well, they've already made their plans for afterwards right right when you make your plans it always seems to go to shit and something happens yeah and i see him going before her and then last i get dollar said i think ed's gonna probably yeah i think ed is gonna die because sam is going to live still yet another day yeah and i want to know what ghost is gonna do if he's gonna be helping protect anybody i think ghost is going to last a little bit longer if he doesn't die this episode i think ghost though will probably be protecting sam because he has been with sam before and yeah we know who needs it more than anybody else sam now That's will we true. see nymeria showing up i don't know if we'll see nymeria showing up yeah maybe not this episode i think she'll show up by the end of the season she could show up to fight some, as, as they travel south. Yeah, because I think they'll have to travel south. And I think they're going to need more help than what they're going to have left over. Because I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of this end of this episode you see the Night King on his dragon. Yeah, we're going to see the Night King one way or the other. That's possible. So you're. It almost sounds like you're thinking maybe Bran goes. I don't know. If... You got Sam with all the books in the Citadel still to. But the I, I history of men. I don't think Bran's going to make it much longer. Yeah. I really think Bran's going to die. I still I think, think he's just going to go ahead and climb in that mouth of that weirwood and become a tree. <laughs> and say, come on, motherfucker. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. Because Bran, I think all the magic's going to eventually be gone. So I think all of them are going to die eventually. All yeah. the ones that have some magical tie. We haven't seen... Uh, 
you know, a lot of magic except for dragons per se at this point. But they're part of that magical world. Right. Yeah. And he is too. Yeah. I don't. I mean, outside that, I don't really have too many theories what else is going to happen because we know this episode's pretty much a full battle. I'd say Quono is going to die. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a possibility. I don't know. I mean, he's played such a bit part, and he's the leader of the Dothraki. I. Whether or not he goes, I I don't see. I see a lot of Dothraki probably dying and maybe coming back. I see a lot of Ansolid too. Yeah, well, yeah, but because they're the foot soldiers, and really so. outside of Grey Worm, yeah, we haven't really seen much of them, and we haven't seen much of their fighting. I mean, we've seen really during the the loot train battle, we saw more of um, the Dothraki fight. Right. Yeah, but that's because they wanted to show how they could ride the oh, horses yeah. standing on the horse. Yeah, this this is gonna be one hell of a fight. Yeah, you know, I I think they probably should have maybe sent the Dothraki out to attack from the backside. You know. But I think they're going to have a lot of foot soldiers that are just yeah. going to be mowed down. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, once they're hit with dragon glass, oh, you're talking about the Dothraki or the uh, dead? The unsullied. Yeah, the unsullied. Yeah. Really, because they're going to be at a disadvantage. They'll be on foot soldiers. Yeah. So my question is: Is um, this going to be the episode that we get to see Hodor White? Unfortunately, I think so. And like you said, with the Crips, we know something's going to happen. It, the crypts are just mentioned too many fucking times. Well, they're trying to play against the song that was just sang that's possible because that's yeah. mentioned the kings and the, you know, and the snow and, yeah, and Jenny dancing with ghosts. So. Yeah, well, maybe someone can dance with ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> like a White Walker. <laughs> and lose. So but. it's possible they, you know, they get down there. Yep. Yeah, right. Well, we'll wrap up the talk for this last episode. Prepare for this next episode. But first, we'll have to mention beer. It is throwing a beer. It is. And let's see. I'll just mention two I've had recently. The Nitro S'mores from Southern Tier. Fucking phenomenal. People, if you see this, get it. it when it says s'mores... Yeah, it's a nitro beer, so if you don't know, you pour it out of the can, you pour it strong and heavy, and it goes up, makes mostly all head at first. So in that nose, and it does, it won't overflow. It, it, it's crazy how that shit works, but it's awesome. And just like the old the Guinnesses. But the, the nose, I got the chocolate and the graham cracker. And then when I went ahead and tasted a little bit of the head... It was the marshmallow. I gave it a 4.75. Oh, yeah, people, if you're not on untapped, get untapped. Because even she uses it, (laughs) which surprised me. (laughs) But it's great because you can look up beers, see what everybody's rating them. Of course, your local beers are generally going to be kind of rated a little higher than maybe what they should be because of it being local. They get, you know, more of the fanboy stuff. But that's all right. It it keeps in line. It gives you, you know, a decent average. Um, if you like some styles, though, they may be rated a little bit lower. Like a lager, Pilsner's are generally going to be rated lower, but if that's your style of beer, if it's like about three and a half, that's probably going to be a pretty good rating for that. A lot of people, with all the ales and IPAs and stuff, the lagers just aren't that flavorful. 
So they usually will get a lower rating. But I had a decent one in a beer tasting the other night. Bobber from Logboat, which is somewhat local to us here, Kansas City area, out of Columbia. And actually it's a pretty decent just straight lager. I generally, I ain't big on those, but Imperial Pell lagers I like because they're close to an IPA. It's pretty much just a lager with a lot of hops. And then the other beer I had was a collaboration with Boulevard here in Kansas City and Tech Nine, yeah, and local musician. It's called Bulu. It's pretty much a pina colada wheat ale. It's pineapple, coconut, wheat ale. It's phenomenal. I gave it a four and a half. The, it's the only second year they put it out. I was really surprised that they went ahead and did it again this year, but I am quite glad they did. Uh, really, if you get Boulevard, if you see this, it's somewhat limited, I believe, but I'm not sure on the total distribution. I know that Boulevard's pretty much all across the country, but um, if you see it, grab it. Not a decent, too bad a price for four 16-ounce cans. Any beer you want to mention that you've had? I know you had the Blender Vice from North Coast, the Tart Cherry, that's, recently. That's very good. That's yeah. really awesome. It's really full of cherry. Yeah. And then I had the Cider, which was the Cider Boy. I had that, which was the it's Tiki. Pina, yeah, Tiki, tiki Claude. I think you good. may have mentioned that last time. I'm not sure. But, good. yeah, you really liked that one. And you had some Bulu. Yeah, the Bulu's really good. Okay, and so it you really liked is. it. I think I rated it like a 4 0.75. Okay, nice. That's good. Yeah, it's really good, though. <laughs> it's, it's out really of five. Good. But um, my, I'd rather have the uh, the fringe. <laughs> yeah, well, fringe, grapefruit, wheat. Grapefruit I know that wheat. that's your that's favorite. Very, but that's very local, that's too. That's very local. You can't get that in except draft. Yeah. So, you know, I always can mention a little bit of local stuff. But, that's but five, yeah, that's it's, a five point. Yeah, that's a, that's a five <laughs> bottle capper. So. Anyway, if you want to reach us, you can reach us at thrownupbeer at gmail.com. I'm Connor. Michelle. And good night, and enjoy episode three. Hey, welcome to Throne of Beer. I'm Mark. Michelle. And this is just going to be a quick recap of our first thoughts of episode three, The Long Night. Well, what'd you think? I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I really did. It was it was totally different than the first two episodes, which were all the primer and setup for this. Yeah, I mean, it was it was the heart, and then we got the action. Yeah. Yeah. And there was still a lot of heart. Yeah. Well, there was. <laughs> in, yeah. In many scenes, I mean, they broke up all the action with, yeah. you know, some nice touch, you know, slowing down so you catch your mm-hmm. breath, and so everybody else could. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it was quite a. Opening scene, you know, of course, start with Sam, you know, hands shaking and taking the weapons, and you know, you know, he's really not into it. But yeah, there's lots of hand wringing there going on, yeah. just the nerves and everything. He's not a fighter. No, and he's and, the brain. Yep. And then we jump jumps to the front lines, and what I thought was kind of odd was Ghost being on the front line there with Jorah and the Dothraki. Dothraki, yeah. It's like, that doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. I mean, he's been with Sam a lot of the time, or John, but I don't think he knows any of these people. No. I just thought it was kind of weird. Yeah, I, I thought that part was kind of out of place. Yeah. And then someone shows up. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised to see her this episode. Yeah. 
I was too, but she obviously... Uh, well, she had to be there this episode. There. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of setup. Yeah. And we're talking about Melisandre. And, well, like I said, we're going to keep this one kind of short. And we'll get into yeah. full details later on. We'll hopefully by next episode get on a actual set schedule for the last few there. But, um, yeah, I had predicted eight deaths. We got nine. Um, five of them I got right. Um, a few of them were, you know, you kind of expected, but yeah, yeah. the biggest one I really didn't expect, which was really the night kind of the big one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that one was kind of a surprise. I really expected his well story to play out through at least two episodes. Yeah, I actually thought he was actually going to be able to go south. Yeah, it damn near looked like it. You know, I was thinking that he would survive and get through and, you know, the the leftovers would start heading south because they, you know, were defeated. They right. retreat, you know, and boy. But I guess that, the, the, it is called, uh, you know, Game of Thrones for Yeah, and the long night. I mean, yeah, I thought maybe they'd retreat, go, to, go get the Glovers to join them, <laughs> force them this time, <laughs> and head south. But no, it was... Something else. Um, and I think the reason why they pretty much did that was because his story, while it was interesting, it, there never was the interaction and play amongst the characters. Well, there's still after who's going to rule the kingdom, right. who's going to be on that throne. But I still think that the whole thing has been the interaction, you know, good or bad, with the actual live characters right. the the people that are right. you know not not the dead um so i think with them heading south and fighting cersei the, that's where the real interactions will take place and i think that's really what they wanted to get to right i mean uh, they had to go ahead and do the storyline with the night king and everything i mean right and wrap it up it was and, built up so yeah. huge you know, you've been fearing that for quite some time. Right. You know. Yeah, and that, that was another thing that kind of took me by surprise was his generals or whatever you want to didn't, call them. Didn't do anything. Didn't do a goddamn thing. <laughs> you know, and I think maybe he kind of kept him out of it so he wouldn't lose troops because if one of them right. was to die, that, you know. He lo- they whoever, lose a big section. Right, yeah. they'd lose whoever they brought back. So, and in this episode, he was pretty much the only one who brought anybody back. Right. You know. But he can bring anyone back. Right. And he did do that at one point. And we saw several people come back that had just recently passed. (laughs) But, no, um, yeah, maybe we'll just kind of hit on people we know are dead and kind of in the order. Unfortunately... Ed, we lost Dolores Ed. We know Quono. He was the gone. first one, yeah. Quono, for sure, since he was one of them that you he saw raised. <laughs> raised. Yeah. And then little Liana Mormont. Oh, she went out. Though. Yeah, she went wow. out like a beast. That was that was a rough one. Yeah, it was rough. But 
And I, you know, that was one of my predicted Ed and her. Quono, I really didn't expect. I wasn't really thinking about that, but uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't really expect them to send out the Dothraki in one large group. Right now, I don't. I'm sure he didn't die in that first round because I'm pretty sure I saw him come back. Well, he was closer the to the ground, attack. so it was so right. hard to say. Yeah, at what point he died? And he was, if you don't know, Danny's kind of lieutenant there, the Dothraki. And then Beric, no. He, yeah, but he served he went his purpose. Out, yeah, he yeah. went out fighting and taking a beating or a stabbing. Yeah. I mean, he he was tough. He saved him. Yeah, he, he really saved did. him. He got the hound off his ass. Yeah. As in not off of his ass, but the hound off of his own ass. Well, was he was freaking out. in, yeah, PTSD. And, um... Saved Arya. Yeah. They definitely, he did save yeah. Arya. They said, we don't want to get too depth on this one, but that that was quite important. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. pretty sure we lost Alice Karstark. Yeah, she was with Theon. Well, she, yeah, she was with Theon, and he was the last of that group. You never saw her go, but you saw all the bodies around yeah. him. Yeah, if she got out, it'd be strange yeah that happened yeah and then speaking of theon and really that was pretty tough you actually ended up liking him again yeah no he was he fought like a motherfucker he did i mean he gave it his all and truthfully for me the bran and theon moments were some of the best of the whole episode yeah they were really good and then of course like we said the night king it's like what the fuck? I, you know, and I didn't put him on a death pool or, you know, predictions because I sure didn't expect him to go out already. I didn't need, I really didn't. I, didn't, I expected yeah. him to completely stay out of it because he's kind of the chicken shit. He lets uh, everybody else well, do his yeah. work for him. Well, not even that. I mean, he showed wife. chicken shit when yeah. John was coming after him. You think, oh, we're going to get, he's going to turn and nope. battle John? No. He just raised some he, more He wives. stops, pauses, raises, yeah, some of the recently dead, and goes on. Yeah. That kept John busy. Yeah. Well, it did keep John busy, but yeah, that was that was kind of a surprise. And then a rough one for Danny. Oh, God, Jorah. You know, Jorah, yes. You know, we lost several that, you know, were from season one. You know, at the beginning, we've, you know, Ed, Theon, and Jorah all... Well, Melisandre also. Yeah, which she was we'll get to her. Yeah. yeah, but they were all in season one, and Theon and Jorah from episode one. Yeah, and they you know. they both had their dark moments, but then they came back and yes. redeemed themselves. Yep, and my old heart's bane prediction with Jorah getting it didn't live up to yeah. it, but <laughs> but maybe it was heart's bane for him. Because of his love for Danny, yeah, he still it killed him. I mean, he saved he her. He still saved her. Yeah, he saved her. And so, yeah, in a sense, it, the, the sword lived up to its name. It, yeah. it was his bane. I mean, it, it's what got him killed. Well, I mean, protecting Danny, but while he had that sword. And then the final one was Melisandre. Yeah, she, she was another one. She yeah. had... A lot of dark moments. Yes. And oh, she yeah. did made some really bad choices and 
big mistakes. And yeah. She was able to, I mean, she'll never, you can't write something as bad as burning a child to death. But No, not really. But she, if it weren't for her, a lot of things would not have happened. But unless you're George Lucas and you have <laughs> Anakin kill a bunch of children, but somehow he'd been, he got redeemed later on after he saves Luke and dies. You know, the redemption part was fine when you had the original three episodes, but when you go back, redo this shit, mm -hmm. and you have him kill children, there's no fucking redemption for that. Well, just like, I mean, Jamie's been redeemed. Yes. L but he has done a lot of, of Ooh, bad. changing. <laughs> He's a too. Lot of changing yes. from his original arrogant bastard, you know. Yeah. Uh, he was a jerk. Yeah. So, but so she did the same thing. She she came back to do what she had to do, and I think she was just tired. Yeah. Well, she was done when she first shows up and lights up Dothraki's arrocs, uh, arrocs, or whatever those swords are called. But she marches through into Winterfell, and Davos steps up. <laughs> you know he's ready to kill her. Oh yeah. And she says, "No need to execute me. I'll be dead by morning." Or by before, before dawn, and and he was going to kill her again when he saw her again at the very well, end. Well, he watched because he her. had his hand on yeah. his, you know, weapon. Yeah, he he watched her as she went out, took off her necklace, which was her power source, and basically. pretty much turned to dust. Yeah. So. But she uh, kicked Arya around a little bit with some words and. That was what was needed to get no, give that, her a boost. Yeah, yeah, that got her going in the in a different direction, in the right direction. Yeah, but he said overall when we first watched it, you know, kind of done. We've done a few little kind of rewatches, but emotionally it never it didn't really get me. But I think it's because there was so much going on. I didn't want to take that moment. Oh, it did me the and first get too emotional yeah. because. There was just so much happening, right. and I didn't want to miss anything. And, you know, I kind of did a half-assed rewatch the other day while doing stuff, and I'd pause on certain moments, but the Brandon Theon one really got to me then. Well, so And Lyanna. Yeah, and it, do, it really does too. But when he says Theon, and Theon just kind of pauses and then turns around and as soon as he looks at Bran he's already his eyes are already glistening yeah. he knows he knows what's happening coming it's you know he's done they're done yeah well and you don't know if he thinks it's just him that's done or right. everybody's no, he, done he pretty he's, much thinks everybody's yeah. done because he he's sure that I mean he's the last in he line there the I mean he's hope. the yeah. you know the only one between the Night King and Bran so he's pretty much expecting that to be the end. I mean, you every time they do the slow motion thing, it it, it was very emotional because you you saw everybody battling things. Yeah. And it was up so much closer. You right. Know, and you could hear things. Oh yeah, I mean there were so many times yeah. where someone could have went out. You know, and we didn't really get into it with all the action and everything, and with it being night, there's a lot of talk about being dark. If you haven't watched that episode, why the hell you listen to this? But if you haven't, just do some adjustments on your TV. You really, I mean, the first time 
We watched it. We watched it on our bigger TV, and it it was pretty dark. So when I rewatched it up in our forty inch, I did some adjustments, and it really made a big difference. Yeah, it did. You know, I mean, it doesn't take much in the way of adjusting to, you know, bring out enough lightness to where you can really see what's going on. So just kind of keep that in mind, but. Still dark, but it right. improved it a lot. Yeah, immensely, really. But uh, when you see three of our heroes, so to speak, Jamie, Brienne, and Pod, kind of fighting all together against the wall, completely you know, up against the wall. Yeah. yeah. And we haven't even mentioned the Crips. <laughs> And yes, that was not a good place to be. No, obviously um, it wasn't. Some of them safe. bodies came back to life. And of course, they were all bones. And I got kind of a ridiculous nitpick with some of that when they're breaking out of their <laughs> tombs. Yeah. It's like a skeleton breaking through rock. Yeah, it's kind of hard to buy. You know, if they would have maybe lifted up the top of their corsophagus or whatever and climbed out maybe but when they're punching holes through it it's like okay that's, that's kind of dumb but that's all right it, it's at this point it's a horror flick yeah you know? and that's what they kind of meant for that but point. you did have the touching moment with Tyrion and Sansa down there right, right. and you know they're worried <laughs> definitely oh yeah they're and scared in one moment they hold hands yeah. So there was, and then she pulls, you know, the dagger out that she has. Yeah, and then he pulls his out, cause they're ready to fight. They're ready. That's they. They're thinking that's their last moments. They might as well go out fighting. Yeah, and that's when the big song starts playing in this one. It's called the Night King. It's the second one where Ramin has used piano in the score, and. It has kind of an upbeat. I know it's. It's. I think it's. Um, you know, partially some of the music he's used before when the around the Night King, but it, it's almost upbeat, and it starts when they're in the crypt at that moment, and it's like, why is this sounding kind of upbeat? This is kind of <laughs> dire, and you know, maybe it's building the emotional sense for the viewer that yeah, everything's going to end up okay, but. The way everything's going, you you don't really think that. You're like, this just kind of seems like an odd choice. But it's probably because it was part of his original music for him. Yeah, and you know, it, it's a phenomenal song. Unfortunately, it's the only one you can get right now off of the score. And I'm not gonna pay a dollar twenty nine for a single song, and then buy the whole fucking album later. Right. It's and why it's not set up as a pre-order for the album and give you that song or any other songs they release along the way is kind of ridiculous. I didn't find it on Amazon. It was only on iTunes at that point. Because, you know, I mean, we've gotten another album recently, Bad Flower, that um, you buy the whole album and as tracks released, you know, they, they gave them to you. Oh. You know, and like I said, I got the, well, originally there was like two or three there, and so I automatically got those downloads, and then as they released one or two other singles, you got those, and then the whole album on the day of. 
And I kind of wish that's how this set up, so I go ahead and order this. But anyway, that's just kind of how it goes. Like I said, those are kind of our um, well, early thoughts before we do a complete breakdown. Hopefully, we'll get it out before Sunday. Um, yeah, and, <laughs> and the, like I said, uh, we'll get on a regular schedule. We've had some things going on, especially this past week. So, well, the previews, you could see that. You know, for sure that ghost survived. Yes. So you know that because you really don't see it. Yeah. Well, we didn't really, yeah, ghosts we didn't get into. I mean, he, he ran down there. But we... You never saw him return. No, you didn't see him return. That's why I Just so figured worried. maybe he's going to go ahead and run on down south and start <laughs> start killing motherfuckers on his own. I, or to go find Nymeria. He's going to go hook up with her. You know, but... But, yeah. yeah, so that was the one good thing. And then we know that Rhaegal... Yeah, well, we didn't get into the dragon yeah. fighting, but there was wow. some awesome dragon scenes. Yeah, it was the... I mean, to see the dragons fighting. That was the dance of the dragons, yeah. it really was. And then early on, you had Drogon and Rhaegal running into each other, yeah. pretty much, once the Night King brought the storm, and they couldn't really see. But then when Rhaegal and Viserion got into it, damn. Yeah. That was nuts. Yeah, and that's... in. In, in a lot of his writings, when they talk about the Dance of the Dragons, that's exactly what they're talking about. Oh, that was a hell of a dance. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like I said, in our bigger breakdown, we'll get into that. Um, might as well as mention some beer, since we are throwing a beer. You know, After the episode the other night, I went ahead and had um, a 2017 Heldorado from Firestone Walker, which I thought was kind of appropriate because they have a lion and a bear, <laughs> and we lost two bears, two more months oh, yeah. passed. Yeah, Unfortunately, you know, I didn't have the shot glass to go along with them, so I still haven't had to take a shot from anybody, <laughs> House Lannister, uh, Starks, Targaryen, Baratheon. and Baratheon yet. So I had it set up to take a shot out of one of those if any of them... Family members pass, and haven't had to do that yet. And and um, we did go to a local brewery and good old home of Harry Truman up there on the Independence Square, Three Trails. Mm-hmm. I had a Cali Rush, uh, obviously a West Coast-style IPA that was pretty decent. I gave that one a four, and then they had a New England IPA, which ain't always my thing, but... This one wasn't quite as juicy as many. I only gave it about a three and a half. You had a Harry Potter reference, a Norbert. I had a Norbert. Yeah, it it's a dark sour. Dark sour, which is like the best dark sour I've ever had. Yeah, there aren't too many of those, but that there I are like. a few. Yeah. yeah, that one is really. And good. I think that one ran about seven percent, or it's it's a little higher it's, for a sour. It's a higher one for a sour, yeah. And then the other one was fantastic. Beast reference. Oh yeah, the was it magical suitcase or yeah. something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really, it was really good too. It was a sour. It was a Berliner Weiss or a Goza. It was a, it was a kettle sour. Kettle sour. It's well, a kettle sour. But that's generally going to be a Goza. Um, and then last night I had Lagunitas, the Waldo Special I, uh, <laughs> Special L, and it's a triple IPA right up my alley. Of course, with it being Lagunitas, it ain't independent because they're owned by Heineken now. But, boy, they still put out some decent IPAs. They're always pretty damn dank since they're all potheads. 
and well, at least the ones that used to be at Lagunitas itself, and it was 11.7 percent wow. IPA. So yeah, that's high. But the thing is, for that high, it wasn't as boozy as something like Hop Slam, which is only a 10 percenter, but with that honey. And ever since it's gone to cans, it's just comes off as all heat to me. So anyway, that'll wrap up tonight. We will, um, like I said, we'll do a full breakdown and do some predictions over the next few days and hopefully get it out before Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully we'll do a recap of Sunday nights by Monday and then kind of then do a bigger breakdown again later on that one. So, anyway, I'm Connor. Michelle. And you can reach us at Throwing a Beer. Have a good night.